Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. He scored in the 96th minute on Saturday to get a vital point for Linfield in their quest to win the Gibson Cup. Andy Waterworth is on the show alongside Ryan Harper from Dungannon Switch. Right, Andy, Ryan, you're very welcome. Here we go, 96th minute, just down there, and you got a goal to get a point on Saturday against Warren Point. Firstly, the significance of the goal, how important was it to your title challenge? Well, I suppose it was, and the Gafford said after the game that um, the year we won the league, we scored a last-minute equaliser um, against Portadown, and he felt that was one of the goals that effectively got us over the line, so he, he's hoping that proves crucial again. For me personally, it was something that... Um, I felt it owed the team because I was uh, I missed about four or five clear-cut chances early doors, and the game could the dynamic of the game could have changed because more in point as you would come to Windsor, you know, effectively played five at the back, and if we had a scored took those chances earlier, it could have given us an easier day. But but one thing about you, because I'm big, will agree with this. You keep on going. So whereas other strikers, the head would go down, that'd be them written off for the rest of the game you keep on going and going and going um, and and that happens week in week out so it's a testament to yourself no, I appreciate that and thanks for the compliment but I think it comes with experience I'm 32 now maybe if I had been 22, 21 I wouldn't have um, presented myself in such situations and I, you don't fully know but I think um, one thing you learn from experience is um, yeah, yeah, there is outside things that uh, you can't really control whether it's getting stick from the crowd or getting a hard time from teammates or Whatever you, you just sort of you, you learn to put them to the, the back burner, and for me personally, my my game's about um, goals inside the box. So I always try and get myself presented a situation, and um, thankfully Saturday it was one of those times where the, the perseverance paid off, and I was able to get a point for the team. And it was more it could have been a, without being disrespectful to Warren Point, it could have been a real bad result for us in terms of even the press the next day and the Warren Point's first victory at Windsor and beating Linfield and stuff. So. I was glad I, I could play my part of that. Well, you talk about goals in the box. You're very brave because you got yourself in there and you give yourself a, a fair hit in the head as well. Yeah, I got, to be fair, the, the goalkeeper apparently came in at the same after the game and he was outstanding that day. We both went for the ball and he's just, I went to head it and I've got there before him and um, he's just come out with you know, the close fist to, to punch the ball and it just gave me a bit of a, a fat lip and a, a bit of a, a dizzy head. Now at the time, I was sort of groggy, but you know, I feel 100% now. But you ended up in hospital. Aye. You're not telling the full story here. You had to go to hospital that night. Yeah, I think under the whole um, concussion, rightly so, protocols in football and, and sport now, what they do is they, they the doctor took me over. They asked me a few questions. I was unable to answer them. Um, and they took me over to the hospital to get me checked up. The, the Royal um, staff were brilliant. They had me there from, I think, about 5 o'clock to about half 11 that night, just under observation. And at the very end, they were able to turn around and say, you know, like, no, we're, we're happy enough to let you go. And... There's no real um, signs of, of worry from us. So, again, our, our club doctor, Tim, was assessed me last night again, and he, he was happy enough. And Fifth or Saturday? Yeah, well, I mean, after the hour, we test on Thursday, but all being well, I'll, I'll make myself available for selection. Well, an important point for you guys at the weekend, obviously an important point for, for Dingallon Swifts at the weekend, Ryan, and um, Ards really took the game to you on Saturday, going up twice, and then you guys coming back. So how significant was that point away from home? Uh, I think in come the end of the season, it could prove very important for us to get a draw. Um, I think up until Sherry got sent off, it was looking as if we were going to be getting beat again. But thankfully, the boys dug in and uh, got a got a second goal. And in the end, we could have maybe won it. You know, with a few chances to win it in the end. But probably with half an hour to go, you took a took a draw. 
Um, we sit here at Windsor Park and obviously you lifted the League Cup here last year and it was absolutely fantastic. Really since then, it's without sound disrespectful, but it's been fairly downhill since then until now. It has been, to be fair. You know, since Chris has come in, to be honest, I think we've only had one bad result, bad performance um, at home to Warren Point. Um, but outside of that, I think the team has performed pretty well. I think it's only going to be a matter of time before we start picking up results um, because our, our performances have been overly bad. Uh, apart from that game at home to Warren Point. Um, so hopefully we can start winning games pretty soon. And what do you make of the new boss? He's very good, very, very good, very professional. Um, probably the most professional manager I've ever worked under. Um, we get um, WhatsApps group on a Friday on every player that you're playing against the next day and what teams you know they've played in the last three games. It's very, very professional and very very impressed with him so far. Has it been different though, Ryan, because you're used to Rod McIlroy, had a very successful time at Dungannon. So how tough is it for a player to react to a new manager coming in? We always hear about how difficult it is for a new manager, but how tough is it for, for players who, who are used to working for one man and then a new one comes in? Personally, I've worked on the road now well, for seven seasons, I think it was. So for me, it was difficult because you know exactly what Rodney wanted from you and from from your other teammates, um, but it's football. Things move on, so you have to quickly adapt to the new manager's um, demands. And um, I think over the next couple of weeks, we'll do that. And what does Chris want that perhaps Rod wasn't as focused on? Um, I think playing in the right areas. I think a lot of a lot of the time we would overplayed possibly. Um, when Rodney was a manager, we'd have played out from the back, but maybe sometimes got caught. So. I think the biggest thing since Chris has taken over is playing in the right areas, playing in the, in the, in the attacking half of the pitch as opposed to playing ourselves in trouble at times, you know. So it is very bunched up at the bottom of the league and a, a couple of wins or a couple of losses here or there and can mean relegation or, or staying well up the, the, the league table. What is the, what's the plan? What is the hopes, dreams and aspirations for you guys as a team with the, with the manager? What, what's the hopes now? Well, I think the most important thing Saturday at home to Institute. Um, we had Ards Institute, Warren Point, our next our games coming up. And we Win all three and it's a whole different picture. Yeah, you look at the team, t- the table as you say there, and two wins will take us possibly in the ninth, you know, even the eighth place, depending on the results. So just concentrate on Saturday and hopefully we can get three points and get going. Do you see yourselves as being in a relegation battle around? Yeah, there's no doubt. You're, you're second bottom of the league, only on goal difference. So I think the quicker we can... Um, you know, understand that. I think the better for everyone involved. Um, we ha- we have to understand we're in a dogfight, and we need to get out of it quickly. Do you do you look forward to these upcoming games, or are you nervous about them? No, I look forward to every game. You know, in our league, every game is difficult. You know, there's no no easy game. Like our f- only victory this year is against Crusaders, and it was quite comfortable at home. So, on your day, you can beat anyone. So you have to treat every game. As the other, you know, against Linfield, if you come here at home to Warren Point, there's no difference. There's yeah. no there's no easy three points. And you mentioned that, and Warren Point made it really difficult for you guys on Saturday. It did, and you know, I actually know Stephen McDonald, the manager, personally, and I was in a coach education course with him last year. And he's a, he was on the show a few weeks back. He's a top man, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's very passionate. He probably even shares my um, philosophy on the game. And usually, when you play Warren Point, they um, try and play, and they're very attack minded. He sort of hit us with a curveball on Saturday. They still tried to play to an extent, but they sat up defensively and it worked for them because it frustrated us. And 
one thing we've we've taken on reflection from games this year is we've we've struggled to you know, break some teams down who, who sit in. So um, I think I think for us we have to try and find a way as players on the pitch to be a bit more innovative to try and break teams down when they do sit in. Ah, yeah, but at five at the back and our goalkeeper had an absolutely amazing performance. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, he was very good. I mean. I know there's been talk about him moving on in January, a lot of clubs looking at him. He's played against us twice this year. I think us at Warren Point was his first game and he was I know we won five that night, but when we signed staff, but he was extremely good that night as well. I was there, Andy, it could have been ten. No yeah. doubt about it. Aaron McCary, Warren Point goalkeeper. He could play across the water. Listen, he was in the Republic of Ireland squad not so long ago, so this guy's class and he performed really, really well. Although you beat him to the punch. Yeah. In the last minute. He beat me every other um, time before, so I was G1. I was going to ask you, how do you see the title race, Andy, at the moment? Um, I think just what, what Ryan alluded to there is, is very um, consistent with how I'm thinking. It's such a tough league now. It's so tight. And, you know, years and years and years ago, there was a lot of, t- probably more teams in the league, whereas now there's less teams and everything is so um, bunched up. And, like, every game is mentally draining. You know, you're playing, you're playing on Gannon Stangmore. <laughs> tough to come away with a win whether what type of win is, is a brilliant result and then you come to Windsor next week and teams are using sort of information and analysing opposition to their to our detriment if you like um, so much now and we've just found that every game is tough and you might turn around and say oh, I don't think we beat the weekend or the Drew or whatever but we're again looking at that thinking to ourselves if we can keep ourselves um, within the top three come the business time February, March then of course we'll have a chance Were you surprised by um, Balamina's result at the weekend? Not really, because I watched the game and I haven't played well. I watched the game Friday night and both teams played really well. It was open end to end. I actually thought at one stage Gnabon was going to win this. I can't see Balmina winning. And when you've something like Johnny McMurray coming on off the bench, he, was just, he looked so sharp. And I actually said to my missus watching the game, I McMurray, bet you McMurray scores here. Because no other talking about Leckie and how well Leckie played. I thought McMurray just looked sharp coming on here. And I, I just think every team, there's ambitious chairmen now, there's ambitious managers, every club now um, perceives themselves as, as, as not so much title challengers but um, wanting to progress in this league which, which just makes the competition so hard. Do you boys have to win the Gibson Cup this year? Yes. So who do you see as your biggest threat? We've already mentioned Balamina. Glen Avon are up there with, you, with yourselves and still even a couple of weeks back on this show no one's writing off Crusaders. Crusaders, Coleraine, yeah 100% Cliftonville. Um, that's not to be disrespectful to other teams but there are the teams who have been there thereabouts this past four years and teams who we um, have sort of been battling against for the league so there's no doubt about it like the year we won the league we, we didn't we weren't top of the league until the la- second last game of the yeah, season and you put it, what was it 14 wins in the bounce together was yeah. that it? and this man scored a hat-trick <laughs> that day well I was hoping you were going to mention that big <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you scored a hat-trick the next week in the Irish Cup final of course which was yeah. just the stuff of dreams really but then you were always first choice this season you haven't always yeah. been first choice so how tough was it for you to sit on the bench given what you've achieved in your Linfield career? Probably two, two aspects to that question Bigo. Um, I wasn't first choice that year actually because I was dropped in the first four games um, I just had a win you know, fight my way back in this year I think it's, it's an honest observation that yeah we've played one up top quite a lot and I have been second choice but it's again I think you know, you're a team player and I haven't, I haven't played well every game this week, so uh, this year. So what goes past your record is, is gone. There's always somebody better coming behind you, in my opinion. And I've actually observed some of the games. If we get a 
just as you were saying there, we get like a wee video sent us of the game um, after we play it on a Saturday. We watch it maybe a Sunday, Monday in our own time and re report back on a, a Monday night and have a chat about it. There's games I've been watching myself play this year. I'm going, I'm watching behind the sofa like I'm saying, I was horrible there. So there's times I've been quite rightly dropped and it's, it's to me, it's part and parcel of the game. You have a final question before we get into the predictions this week. You've got such an amazing squad and David Haley has, has, has bought well and um, he's really got a, a real squad mentality there and, and you play it well in terms of what you say and you fight your way in when you're not first pick. But for you, who's the most significant player? Although it's a team game, who's the most significant player? Who's the player for you in that team that makes the Blues tick? You, you, know, you can say you're obvious, you know, Jamie Mulgrews, Roy Carls and stuff, but and I probably doesn't answer your question, but it's really not like that at Linfield. What I find is, and um, the biggest thing for me is, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to you know, anybody else, because I'm only saying it from my eyes, when you come, it, is, it has to be about the team. You know, there's players that have come in to us who are maybe real individual players and said, oh, I can't get into the team, no, what am I doing wrong? But the thing that I find is you sacrifice yourself for the team, and if you aren't doing that on the pitch, then you, you will be replaced because there's so much um, expectation comes with the club that you can't afford just to be that individual player. Like you look at Roy Carl, the saves he's made has been unbelievable. Like Kirk Miller for us too. You look at his you look at his record of, of assists and every game he plays, he's irreplaceable at times. Then you might turn to another game when you're maybe drawing nil nil home to maybe a warm point and you have Jimmy McGree dragging you out of a, a real tough situation. You have Jimmy Callagher and Mark Stafford, um, Mark Hockey boy who were scoring goals week in, week out from the centre half. So it really is a team performance. And that's not getting into other players. Niall Quinn's Matthew Clarks are so consistent. I know it doesn't answer your question, it's probably something that, but... I think you've mentioned everyone there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it is, it's a, it's a squad game, and I've just found, that especially with us, it's, uh, there's no one player. You rely on a, 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 a network and a, a connectivity, which we certainly have. So I just hope we continue to have seven performers week in, week out, to give us a chance to, to bring the Gibson home. But Again, this is a media one. I don't want to talk about the Gibson Cup. It's every every game at a time and, and all that. And um, we'll, we'll we'll take it as it comes. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Here we go with this week's predictions. Bigo's favourite part. You've been getting a fair ribbon in recent weeks. How was your performance last week? It was all right. Um, but I have to give credit to James Knowles from Ballymena. He was the absolute bee's knees. I think he got four out of six right. Listen. No one could see Linfield drawn at home to Warren Point. Let's be honest about that. So no one got that one correct. Uh, all fixtures this weekend, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Ards at home to Crusaders. And um, Randy played Ards last weekend. And they make it difficult for any team. They certainly made it difficult for you. Can they take points off Crusaders? Yeah, they're hard to beat at home, especially Ards. But I think with um, Crusaders winning on Freddy Pass against Newry, I think they'll go on a, a bit of a run now. And I think they'll win easy enough in the end. It's funny you mentioned Crusaders going on a run because they've had a few weak results, iffy results, um, and every time they, they get another win and then everyone goes, oh, they're going to go on a run now. And they haven't seemed to kick on. Mm -hmm. Does that surprise you? No, because you know, we sort of suffered that last year. But again, I'd say come January, February time, we'll, we'll judge Crusaders then because there is a, a lot of games we played and the real tough, tough games come whenever your 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 squad's losing players and you're real you were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, maybe League Cup, County Antrim, Irish Cup. So uh, so many games and it'll real be a real telltale I think come February. What do you think the score's gonna be on Saturday? 
There's part of it, Andy. Come on, now, yeah. play ball. Play ball. Ours are tough to beat. You know that. <laughs> um, if they and I think they're causing problems at the start of the year. I'll go Crusaders three one. Three one. Ryan? Two one. Okay, Pico. Well, Ards are a much improved team whenever Johnny Fraser's in it. He played against you. Yeah. I like Johnny Fraser. I think he's a really good player and um, he gives something to Ards. I think Crusaders will beat them though. I'm going to go two one to Crusaders. But I'd be interested to know, Ryan, you played against Crusaders and, and beat them that night. You said it was comfortable. Yeah, I thought on the night I think we deserved it thoroughly. Um, we just seemed to, you know, get on top of them and, and never really they never really got going. Kept their big players quiet. Jordan Owens and Paul Heatley and. Um, he scored last weekend, so maybe he's going to start a run now. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it did, to be honest. He's a great wee player. Okay, um, you're at home to Institute at the weekend. It should be a cracking game, and obviously we know you want to go and get three points. How difficult do you reckon it's going to be? Well, we played them at the Brandywell, and they were hard to beat. Although we had a lot of the ball, we couldn't break them down, and they've been going really well recently. So it's going to be a difficult game. As I said earlier, it's, there's no easy three points, but... We will be targeting a home win and hopefully get the season going. All right, you may want to, I know, not listen to this next bit, Bigel. Well, I was going to ask Ryan as well. <laughs> by trade, Ryan is a driving instructor. And I wanted to know, what takes more patience, being a driving instructor or waiting for Dungannon to start climbing up the table? <laughs> um, well, hopefully, hopefully we start climbing up the table, but uh, you do need a lot of patience to be a driving instructor, I suppose, all right. Well, I think... Don Gannon will be in the driving seat for this one. Oh dear, Pico. Cheesy like lines. Yeah, yeah, they're in pole position. I'm gonna go. <laughs> that was Dun- really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Don Gannon to win two one. I do like Institute, you know, and I, I had a right pop at them last week about their performance here against Linfield in the League Cup when they lost five nil. Andy, you got a couple that night. The reason I had a go at them was because Institute were far better than they showed that night, in my opinion. I watched them the week before against Warren Point, and they were brilliant. But against Dungannon, I just think, for whatever reason, it's in my head that Dungannon need this one more, and they're going to get it. I'm going to go Dungannon to win it 2-1, Pete. Very good. Yeah, um, I think what you said was right. The scoreline maybe didn't reflect Institute's performance against us. They're a possession-based team, and they're going to make mistakes. So I wouldn't maybe be too cynical with that. Chris Lindsay's a good friend of mine, so I'm going to say it's his, it's his first victory um, in the league. So I'll go Dungannon 1-0. OK. Uh, Glenavon at home against Warren Point, and I suppose Glenavon will be disappointed with what happened last weekend. Probably the most important match of the season so far for Glenavon because they lost against Linfield in the first game. Um, they were quite unlucky to lose that match, I thought. And then they went on a, a fantastic run, Pete, which has taken them to the top of the table. Now they've suffered another defeat against Ballymena United. They have to go back on that winning run again. And against Warren Point, it won't be easy, as um, Andy and Linfield found out. But I fancy Glenavon are going to have too much for them. And I'm going to go Glenavon to win that one 3-1. I just think there's more goals in the Glenavon side. And I'd be surprised if Warren Point can produce a performance like they did here a second week in a row against a top, top team. I think it's fair to say that they left everything out in the pitch last Saturday, Warren Point. What do you think is going to happen this weekend? Yeah, I don't think Warren Point will go to Morningview um, with five at the back. I think they'll go and try and... Um, bit more confidence and try and play more which will leave the game open which will suit Glenavon down to the ground and I'll go Glenavon 
uh, I can't see Glenavon getting beat. Uh, your head's saying Glenavon, your heart's saying. Yeah, hopefully Warren Point can, can do the same job. I'll maybe be, I'll give maybe Stephen a wee buzz and say here. <laughs> uh, Ramos the crack, what do you think? No, I agree with the boys. I think uh, Glenavon will be too strong for uh, Warren Point. Some really good players, Glenavon, Andre Mitchell and Sykes. Um, so I think they'll have too much for them. They'll win 3 0. All right, okay. Um, let's talk about Glen Torn at home to Ballymena. The Glens will have been gutted um, after that defeat last weekend. They were, and Ronnie McFall said that um, he thought there was some sort of agenda with referees against his team, which I found um, typical Ronnie. He's winding it up big style for the match on Saturday. And I'll tell you this, whoever the referee is at the Oval at the weekend, he has got a job okay. on his hand because the Glen Torn fans will be after him because they will have heard what Ronnie's had to say. And you know what, they'll believe it, because Ronnie has been superb for them this season, and Glen Torn have been really impressive, in my opinion, because I thought they might struggle a little bit. But they've taken to Leeper, Paul Lehman, Gary Smith, like a Dr. Water, the players, and McFall's got, just got so much experience. And I reckon David Jeffrey will be thinking, I don't really want to go to Glentorn after what Ronnie has said because the pressure is going to be heaped on that referee. Don't be surprised if you see a penalty or a sentence off in that game, Pete. There's been plenty of sentence the season. There has, and um, sometimes Glentorn have got away with a few, let's be honest about that yeah, as well. Yeah, I thought last week the decision that led to the goal was a poor one, admittedly. But you've got to give credit to Joe Gormley as well. He took his chance with aplomb. And against Ballymena United, despite their brilliant result, I'm not sure they can go to the, the, the Oval and win. I'm going to go 2-2. They're entertaining game, but Glen Torn to get something out of it. Andy? Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good summary there, Bigo. Um, Full marks. Yeah. <laughs> I think, to be fair, yeah, Glen Torn have played well this year. They seem to be a revived team. They're difficult to play against. Ballymena's a good pain, team. It pains you to give a positive, <laughs> a positive sort of uh, uh, by the Glens, doesn't it? <laughs> no, from an analytical point of view, it's, it's a fair assessment, and you know, they are a good side and a lot of good players. But um, you know, likewise, Balmain are a role and they look hard to beat now. But I think after the aftermath of the Cliftonville game, Glen Torn will have a, a sour taste and potentially could be up for it. And sometimes the, the previous game does affect the next game for you. So I'll go. Uh, you've went two-two. I'll go three-three. All right, OK, plenty of goals. Ram, what do you think? I think there'll be goals as well. I think uh, both teams have got a lot of firepower in terms of goals with Curtis Allen and um, Lackey up front as well and McMurray. So I can see goals as well, but um, I think I'll go 2-2 as well. 2-2, OK. Um, and the Blues at home, the cool rain. How, how much are you looking forward to this game? OK, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to playing at Windsor again, home. Probably will be the featured game, I like to think. Um, it's... Coleraine are probably back on the climb, aren't they? After a positive result, and they're again a, a difficult team to play against. So you have to be po obviously we're always confident in the game, but with the acknowledge it'll be a tough game. But I'll say as a Linfield player, we'll go one 0 Linfield. First, first guy to give a prediction on his own team. I like it. I, I do like that there. Yeah, yeah full of confidence there. That. Love it. Who's got a score? Uh, um. <laughs> If, if I'm available, uh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Michael O'Connor? You've been playing up front with him the last few games. What's he like to play alongside? He's brilliant. He, um, when, when we do play a, a two up top, I've really enjoyed playing with Michael. He, probably a bit of yin and yang. He likes to come short and wrestle with defenders. I like to get in behind and you know, get into space. So we do complement each other. and you know, He's a great lad too. We have great crack off the pitch. 
So I really love playing them. When we do play the five and maybe the, the two, three, one, like even you even have Kearns or Kirk Miller or Jordan Stewart whoever playing behind you, you know, it's, it also it's it's great to have so many players here, the capabilities to create, which makes no less work for me. So we have a, a nice balance there, but to answer your question, though, Michael's great to play with, and I hope that the gaffer maintains his playing 4-4-2, which means I, I have a, a place in the starting 11, because if he doesn't, that's a, that's a lottery, and, and often Michael gets that shirt, so hopefully he can continue to play 4-4-2. I actually said to Michael at um, the last game there, I said, you make sure you play well today, and I play well, because if we're both playing well, we're both scoring goals together, then we'll both be in the, in the starting lineup the next week. How do you say it going? Well, that's a good partnership, and Coleraine would be worried about um, Waterworth and O'Connor. Is he suspended, though? O'Connor, maybe he Could is. be. I'm not 100%. Well, then you'll definitely be playing. <laughs> um, but Coleraine had a really good result last weekend. I thought that was a very important result for them as well, going to Institute and winning 2-1. And um, some of their big players from last season stepped up. They're going to need to do that again at Windsor. I'm not sure it's going to be enough. I fancy Linfield to come through it. I'm going to go 2-1, although it's a dangerous match for Linfield because Coleraine will have great memories from Windsor Park last season when they won the Irish Cup. And um, if Linfield aren't on it, Coleraine could, could certainly shock them. But all things, things being equal, I'll go Linfield to win it 2-1. Randy, you worked under Rodney McAree for seven years, you said earlier on. Um, he's gone to a club which is full of expectation and with no disrespect to Dingannon Swifts probably from the fans and everyone from the football family across Northern Ireland, they expect Coleraine to push on. How much pressure will Rodney be under considering his results so far and how will he be coping with that personally? Because it's okay being camera facing and given the the club line, everything's great, we're pushing on, but but inside, how will he be coping with all of that? Well, knowing Rod like I do, you know, he's very confident in himself. I'm sure he has every confidence in himself to turn it around, but it's very unusual you get a, a manager's job where the team hasn't lost, I think they lost one game in 34 games or something like that, so it's very strange to come into a new club with that, you know, in front of you, but I think in time, given time, he will turn it around there, and um, there's too many good players not to. So, Ryan, score prediction? Um, I think it's going to be too tight to call, so I'll go a draw 1-1. All right, OK. Uh, final game of the weekend goes Monday night. Cliftonville at home to Newry. Um, and you mentioned Joe Gormley's goal last weekend. Um, albeit, the goal probably shouldn't have stood because of the, the refereeing decision, but he took it really well. Um, and probably more goals. He'll see this as a huge opportunity to score more Monday night. Joe will be licking his lips. Um, listen, I feel for Newry going to Cliftonville. But on the other side of things, sometimes Cliftonville will let you down. They're, they've been known to do that this season. And Barry Gray will have to get it into their heads that this is a result that they have to achieve. They have to keep going now. They've got themselves on a little run. At the start of the season, Barry Gray wanted Cliftonville to be title contenders. They'll not be title contenders if they don't beat Newry at home and keep this run going. So I'm going to go for Cliftonville 3-1. But again, they have to be on their metal because Newry will be in front of the TV cameras and the Newry players will think this is an opportunity for us to bounce back after a horrid run and to show what we're all about as well. All right, Andy? Yeah, I have a lot of respect for what Newry's done and what Darren's done. They're a, a dangerous team. Will they stay up? Um, I don't know because I haven't been looking at the, the, the latter end of the table closely enough and when you're sort of involved in your own team and focused at the top, focused at, at, focused. The, at the top you're probably focused on the opponents around you and again I can't, I can't sound disrespectful it's not intended to 
but you know, you replayed us here and we won 3 1. Jimmy Callagher hat trick. And they were dangerous, like, a lot of good players. However, I just think Cliftonville are have turned the corner potentially and have a lot of firepower, a lot of good players and again the Sky Cameras will, will, will suit them. So I can't see Newry beating Cliftonville. I'll go, uh, I can't see Newry scoring though, so I'll say 3-1. 3-1, okay, Ryan? Again, I think Newry are very well drilled, they're very hard to beat, um, some really good players, but when you look at Cliftonville's team throughout, there were just too many goals in there, you know, the two um, what do you call them? Uh, the Donnellys. The Donnellys, sorry, up front, <laughs> along with uh, Joe Gormley. There's just too many goals, so I think uh, Cleverville will win 2-1. Who will win the title, Rand, for you? Uh, I said at the start, I think it would have been Linfield. So not just because Andy's sitting there, I d- still think... I don't want you to say us. <laughs> <laughs> I still think Linfield will win it near, come the end of the season. And what do you, what do you think, Pico? Well, I did say at the start of the season that um, Linfield would win it. But I also state that Crusaders would be very, very tough to beat as well. Crusaders have got to step up, though, in the, the weeks to come. And um, uh, I think Glenavon as well. Listen, it, it's going to be a brilliant race. I just hope there's four or five teams at, in it coming down the stretch. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this week. Uh, first class, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thanks very much for watching and enjoy your football this weekend. We'll be back next week.